it's Dr. Jackie Taylor with Talking to Toddlers. This podcast is adapted from an article by Ray Jacobson. How do we actually get toddlers to listen? It's not very easy, but here are some tips for helping toddlers to listen. First, give clear directions. When talking to toddlers, the way you communicate is just as important as what you're trying to say. Laura Williams, a child psychologist at the Child Mind Institute says, the clearer the directions, the more likely you are to get the desired result. Be specific when you give directions and don't assume children know what you're talking about, even though it seems obvious to you. Dr. Phillips says, to us, it might seem obvious when we say things such as, put your shoes away. To us, we think it means take off your shoes and put them in the closet. But to a toddler who lacks the knowledge or attention span to fill in the steps, these directions can be confusing. Toddlers are also easily distracted and can get overwhelmed by a string of instructions, making it less likely they'll complete the task as directed. If you'd like your toddler's help cleaning up, you might be tempted to say, it's time to clean up. I need you to pick up your toys and put them away. Instead, try breaking the instructions into smaller requests, making sure to offer positive reinforcement along the way when children do as they're asked. For example, please pick up the blocks and put them in the bag. And when the child is finished, then say, great. Now pick up that green book and put it back on the shelf. Second tip, label and validate their feelings. As a general rule, toddlers don't have much control over their lives, but as their brains develop and they become more independent, that lack of autonomy can cause friction. Children's desires and feelings are real and valid, even though you can't always let them have their way. When children get upset, whether it's about something understandable like a skinned knee or losing their favorite toy or something that seems ridiculous, it's still important to remember that toddlers are people. For a child who's just learning to make sense of the world, those experiences and the feelings they provoke are as intense as any adult has. Children need to know that you're taking their feelings seriously, says Dr. Phillips. So it really helps to label and validate how kids are feeling. This can be simple as saying, I know you want that cookie right now. I can see you are angry. Showing your child that you're taking their feelings seriously and helping them put words to their emotions can help diffuse potential tantrums and make it easier for them to explain their feelings more effectively next time. Number three, offer choices. Another way to honor toddlers' newfound independence is to offer choices instead of issuing declarations, says Dr. Phillips. Whenever it's reasonable, try giving children limited choices. For example, when it's time to get dressed, you could say, do you want to wear your tiger shirt or your dinosaur shirt? If a child is lobbying for a treat, you could say, well, we can't eat cookies right now but I can offer you some fruit. Would you like blueberries or strawberries? Number four, keep it consistent. 
toddlers like repetition. Whether it's watching the same movie 500 times, asking you to read a beloved book over and over, or demanding to hear a song again. Annoying as it may be to parents, repetition helps children learn, absorb information, and make sense of the world. Consistency in the language you use is important, says Alexandria Levine, a speech-language pathologist at the Childbine Institute. Using the same language and backing it up by keeping the meaning consistent makes it easier for children to know what to expect and means they're more likely to understand and listen to what you're asking them to do. To paraphrase Dr. Seuss, this means that parents should say what we mean and mean what we say. Make sure you can follow through with the direction before giving it. Stay consistent and predictable helps toddlers understand that when we say, this is the last book, it really means that this is the last book we're going to read. Consistent language works best when everyone is following the same playbook. Parents should make sure they're on the same page around language and rules, that when they say five more minutes, it needs to mean five more minutes, period, regardless of who's saying it. Levine also recommends sharing language you use at home with other caregivers like babysitters or grandparents or even child's teachers, especially if there's a specific behavior like not hitting or cleaning up or taking turns that you're working on at home. Saying, hey, this is something that we say at home when this behavior comes up can help underline the rules and values that you're trying to communicate even when you're not there. Number five, positive attention. A red-faced parent yelling, stop that right now, may not be quite the same as a smiling one offering hugs and praise. But to a toddler, attention is attention. When children are misbehaving, it can be hard not to show your frustra frustration. Hey, no throwing. But when parents give big reactions to bad behaviors, they may be unconsciously giving children incentive to keep acting up. As parents, we often give a lot of attention to behaviors we don't want to see. Instead, parents should focus on praising behaviors we do want and try to redirect children to more appropriate actions. For example, if a child is drawing on the wall instead of yelling, don't color on those walls, Try telling your toddler what to do, like, please color on this piece of paper, and offering praise when they do what you've asked. Keeping positive attention on desirable behaviors, like listening, helps reinforce them and makes undesirable ones less appealing. Number six, be specific about safety. Repetition, consistency, and clarity are especially important in situations where there's no room for misunderstanding. Doing some preparation when things are calm and children are receptive can help. Asking children who are verbally capable of doing so to repeat important directions back to you and praising them when they do can also help reinforce the message. For example, before heading out to the park, you might say, okay, 
Remember what we do every time before we cross the street? And ask your child to respond with, hold your hand. In the moment, make sure to use clear language that's specific to the situation. For example, if your child is close to the street, just saying, stop, a word most toddlers hear thousand times a day isn't likely to get the immediate response you're looking for. Instead, you should say, stay on the sidewalk. Likewise, if something is hot or sharp, instead of saying the often used, don't touch that, try dangerous, hands off. Number seven, take space when you need to. What works when children and parents are calm and receptive can be hard to stick with when your toddler is melting down and your patience is hanging by a thread. In those situations, it's good to step back and either tag in your partner or just take a break and breathe before coming back. Moments when children or parents or both are upset is not the time to pressure point. Number eight, give yourself some grace. There are going to be times when you lose your cool and snap. It's something we all do and something no one feels proud of. But instead of beating yourself up, think of it as a moment to model positive coping skills. Parents make mistakes, Dr. Phillips says. But those not so proud parenting moments can actually be opportunities to model important emotional skills. Maybe you got frustrated and snapped at your children. You can go back in a little bit and say, you know what? I made a mistake a little while ago. I was feeling frustrated and I spoke a little too loudly and I'm sorry. Acknowledging mistakes and making amends is a great way to show children how you'd like them to behave. For more tips, visit Child Mind Institute online. Thank you.